The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss scaling your business without scaling your headcount. Joining us is Nathan Hirsch, who is the CEO of Outsource School, which is an education platform for entrepreneurs that want to learn how to scale their business with reliable virtual assistants. Yesterday, Nathan and I talked about finding the right virtual assistant for your team. And today, we're going to talk about scaling organically with virtual assistants. Okay, here's the second part of my conversation with Nathan Hirsch, CEO of Outsource School. Nathan, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks so much for having me. Excited to have you back on the show. Yesterday, we talked about some of the dynamics of who you can hire, what the costs would be, how to get them onboarded, and where to find the right virtual assistant talent. I want to go into a little bit more about how to use the virtual assistants when you have them on your team and specifically talk about marketing and how virtual assistants can be used to drive organic growth. Talk to me about some of the ways that people are growing their businesses with virtual assistants without having to pay for advertising. This is one of the things that I think shocks a lot of people. I mean, we scaled my last company free up to eight figures and we were acquired without spending any money on ads. I mean, we've realized early on that while it's not impossible to run ads to free up, I actually think the new owners will do a better job than we did. It was just a very difficult business model because if you can sign up for free with freelancers, you start and stop. It's kind of hard to track back ROI and projects end and all that. So we really focused on the organic and we really came into this not knowing anything about marketing and left with a really great organic marketing blueprint that we now are using to grow outsource school. We now teach to our members on, on how to do it with virtual assistants. And that blueprint really comes down to five things that I'll list out and then we can kind of go through whichever ones you want. But that's podcasts, partnerships, backlinks, networking, influencers. And the last one is affiliates, although you should have an affiliate program, regardless of whether you're doing organic marketing or not. All right. So we got a lot to unpack there. First and foremost, something near to my heart, podcasts. How are you using your virtual assistants to help you generate growth through podcasts? So one of our most popular formulas is called the podcast outreach formula. And it's something that I've been using for years. I mean, I've hired podcast agencies and stuff like that. And I get on podcasts just by invites too, but I have a VA working behind the scenes to just do podcast research for me. And 
they have specifications on the types of podcasts you're looking for, both in terms of quantity of reviews and stuff like that, but also in the industries that make sense for my business. And we have different pitches that we send out to hosts and all this is running behind the scenes without me. And I try to get on one podcast a day. I used to do more, but since I sold the company, I backed off a little bit and I'm booked out until October. So you don't have to be like me and go on a podcast today, but you should at least be going on a podcast a week. It's great for networking and meeting other people in your space. It's great for brand awareness. I can't tell you how many people say, hey, I found After School. I heard you on a bunch of podcasts. It's great for SEO and backlinks. A lot of people don't think about that. It's great for a snowballing effect that leads to better podcasts, guest speaking opportunities, Facebook Live summits, and kind of rolling from there. And it's great for authority. Just add to your website and grow your brand. So there's just so many benefits. And again, the VA can do 90% of the work. I don't even hire a VA full-time for this role. And I go on a lot of podcasts. An hour or two a day, maybe a few hours a week is enough to have a VA find a lot of great podcasts for you to go on. Podcast sphere is obviously growing up and expanding, and hopefully that continues. I think the idea here is that you're having somebody do the research for you for which shows and executing the outreach. So you need somebody who understands the context of who you're trying to reach and also can communicate with your end partners, the podcast host, to start doing some booking for you. The next topic you said after podcast, not remembering the exact order, I think you mentioned backlinks next. Are they in order or the list that you gave or just? They're not really in order. I mean, from easiest to, to hardest, I think podcast is probably on the easy side. Backlinks is something that we have running in the background. We did it at FreeUp. So there's domain authority, which is essentially zero to 100. And 100 is Amazon, the biggest players in the world. And with free up over four years, we got to 67. So without spending any ads, any money on ads, we got to 67 out of 100 in four years. Very tough to do. And with Outsource School, we're at 27 or 29 out of 100. And we've only been in business for four months. So again, very good. And the reason for this is because we're constantly looking for backlink partners. And not only are we getting on podcasts and doing stuff like that and partnerships, which we'll talk about, but we also have VAs that are reaching out to other websites that feature stuff that makes sense for us. For example, at Outsource School, we have a software called Simply SOP. That's a SOP building software that you can share with your VAs. So we'll find all these blog articles that talk about SOPs, that talk about SOP building software. And we'll ask if we can get mentioned in those articles, on those blogs, even YouTube, whatever it is, just to get as many backlinks as we possibly can over time. And it's a long-term play. You're going to get rejected. It happens. But you should be having someone in the background of your business consistently getting you backlinks. And it requires almost no work for you as a business owner once you get the process down. So once you're starting to build your backlinks, you know, I guess the question for me is understanding who is writing about a piece of content that's similar to what you've written about or what your business does makes sense. Finding them is one part Getting them to actually create the backlink is another. Is there any sort of incentive structure or is this purely just a cold outreach? Hey, we saw you wrote this article. Can you mention us? That leads me to partnerships. So this is a big thing that we did to grow FreeUp. So we started FreeUp in the Amazon space. We went after Amazon sellers, providing VAs and freelancers to Amazon sellers. So we went to every Amazon software company out there, and there's a bunch of them. And we said, hey, you don't provide VAs. We don't provide software. We both have the same communities of Amazon sellers. Why don't we cross-promote each other? 
And so we would set this up and we have a partnership playbook that gives the exact process where a VA would check in with that partner every three months, six months, nine months. We set up different intervals depending on how big or how good that partner was. And we do something together. It could be a blog swap. So right there's a backlink. Could be a YouTube video, could be a podcast, could be a webinar. We even had some VIP sponsored dinners at conferences back in the day when you could go to conferences. So see people in person. Right. So you can do these different partnerships and that's a great way where, yeah, you can cold outreach to people and see if they'll just add you. But you can also say, hey, what if we do some kind of blog swap together? Or what if I add you to one of my blog articles and you add me to yours? So there's different ways you can add value to people where you're not just asking it and not giving anything. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex, ready to take your team from I think to I know. Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. Now, some of that requires a lot of judgment, understanding who is a good potential partner, understanding what you can offer. Is your virtual assistant that's managing your link building and your partnerships, do they have the authority on your team to go essentially negotiate a partnership? Or is that something that they're just bubbling up and then bringing to your in-house team? Usually it's a different skill set, right? Like you have a VA doing research and, and that can keep your Google Doc organized or whatever tool you're using on when you should reach out to different partners. And then someone on your team, you or a biz dev person is usually talking to the partners. But once you get that partnership going, the VA will actually have a VA that will communicate with the partners. And a lot of times our VA is really just dealing with the other company's VA and scheduling everything. So what's the difference for you between partnerships? And then you mentioned networking was another one of the ways that you've had VAs help. Yeah. And networking and lead generation almost go together, but not in the sense that you would think. So I try to network with new entrepreneurs every single week. I recommend that other people do that as well. But you also don't want to just randomly be networking with people that have nothing to do with you or your business or your industry. Like me going and contacting like the local ice cream store owner might be great, might not be great, but I tend to be more in the digital marketing space. So I'll actually have a VA who I will put down influencers and, and my ideal customer, but also my ideal partner and entrepreneurs that might be in similar masterminds or stuff like that. And they'll actually send me a list of social 
social media handles of these different people each day for me to reach out to. And I also like to divide it up. So I'll get three LinkedIn profiles, three Facebook profiles, three Instagram profiles, and I'll just shoot them a message. And I'm not pitching them. I'm not really selling them. I'm just saying, hey, my name's Nate. I own Outsource School. Would love to connect if you're ever open to it. And most people are very, very nice. I actually just had a networking call before this, and we were just adding value to each other and sharing and seeing what I can do to help them and vice versa. And sometimes that ends up in a partnership. Sometimes you become a client of them or vice versa. Sometimes nothing happens and you just meet people in the space and you run into them at conferences or, or whatever down the line, or maybe they're just a referral partner where you send people their way and vice versa. So I'm a big proponent of networking and you can do the same thing on influencers, which is, and I just finished an influencer playbook that we're releasing where you're going after people that have communities. It could be a Facebook group owner. They could have an email list. They could have a popular blog. It could be a podcast. And you're essentially forming either an affiliate deal or a non-affiliate deal getting them to promote you to their community, your product or service to their community. And could be anything from just a high value add to they've been looking for a resource that you can offer to maybe they become a partner and that's how you get in front of their community. So lots of different options there. I guess the big question for me is, as you think about the four ways that you mentioned that you can use a virtual assistant to grow your business, it seems like a lot of them can end up, if they're successful, being time consuming for you as the sole operator. I struggle with this. You know, whenever we have podcasts where I'm a guest on, it takes away from the amount of time where I can be recording podcasts or doing my ad sales. Whenever you're doing networking calls, some of the times those bear fruit, some of the times they don't. When you're thinking about scaling your virtual assistant program to drive growth, how do you make sure that you're not just sinking your own battleship and you know wasting your time or just oversubscribing? For me, I figure out what my ideal day is. And I do my ideal day every single day. And it looks like something like this. So from 7 to 9 a.m., that's my most productive time of the day. I have no calls, no meetings, no podcasts. I'm only working on whatever my biggest project is that day. Then I stop working. I work out of the gym for an hour. I work at a home now for an hour. And then I come back. And then in the middle of the day, I do one, my one podcast a day. I don't let, I have an assistant that does all my bookings and I don't let them book more than one podcast a day. So no matter how many podcasts I get on, I'm still doing my one podcast a day. And then I do two, maximum two networking calls a day. Each networking call is 10 to 15 minutes. So I usually do that after my podcast. And that's really my day. And my partnership program is run with someone else doing it. Me actually reaching out to the influencers is just an email that I get from my VA and it takes me five minutes to send a bunch of people a message. And so all this stuff, even though the VA is doing a lot and yeah, over time, over the course of a year, I'll be on a lot of podcasts and talk to a lot of people on a per day basis. I'm really spending an hour and a half, maybe less if I don't have any calls that day, or if a podcast is 20 minutes long, doing that stuff, that's part of the organic marketing playbook. And I think that's an important point that, you know, understanding what you want to get out of your relationship with a VA is something that you need to think about in advance of hiring, understanding the goals, the scope, and what the output is going to have, or you as a sole operator. It's something that we've had to work on here at the MarTech podcast. And our process has been for me or somebody else that's been on the team for a long time to start working on a project, figuring out how it works, document it, and then try to outsource it. And that way, Every time we hire a virtual assistant, they're taking work off of our plate as opposed to putting more on. Nathan, I guess the last question is, you've been running Outsource School. What advice do you have for teams that are trying to look to drive growth that you haven't mentioned that can be accomplished through virtual assistants? 
So my favorite part about virtual assistants and really how I came up with this organic marketing blueprint is trial and error. And we hired VAs who are very affordable and we tried lots of different stuff and we would try it for a few hours a day, what I would consider low risk, high reward situations and stuff that was working, maybe reaching out to influencers works for your bit and works for my business, but doesn't work for yours or going on podcasts works for me, but you realize it's not for you. And there's lots of other ways to do organic marketing. Maybe you have VAs that are writing content or sharing on your page, or you can try so many different things try them for a few weeks, try them for a month. It's only going to cost you a few hundred bucks. And maybe you come across something that's a game changer to your business. And then you invest more time, more energy into it. And maybe something isn't working and you pull back and you try later with a different approach. So don't forget about that whole trial and error that you wouldn't be able to do if you were hiring just in the US. So make sure you're trying new things with virtual assistants all the time when it comes to marketing. Nathan, I appreciate your approach to growing your business. I think it's very similar to how we think about ours. Thank you for having us as your daily podcast and for being our guest. Thanks so much for having me. All right. That wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Nathan Hurst, CEO of Outsource School, for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Nathan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is RealNateHirsch. That's R-E-A-L-N-A-T-E-H-I-R-S-C-H or you can visit his company's website, which is outsourceschool.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our once a week newsletters. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.